This is the Main Money Show with Craig Dixon from The Investment Executives. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Craig Dixon provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Craig Dixon on The Main Money Show. Good morning, Maine. Welcome to The Main Money Show, where today's topic, we will be talking about the seven deadly sins of retirement. <laughs> How was that, Tony? It. I love it. <laughs> wow. What a topic. The seven deadly sins of retirement. What a great intro, too, Craig. Uh, I've been working on that voice all week, buddy. Yeah. Did you go to Juilliard? I mean, you're quite the actor. No, I went to the junkyard. <laughs> picked up that voice. Ah, you're you're quite the actor there. I like it. Uh, I've been working on it all week, Tony. I knew it would be a good one. Oh. I was thinking the seven deadly sins. I was excited about it, doing a nice <laughs> new intro. People would be, be listening and be like, what? What's going on? Where's the good morning, good morning scenario yeah. there? What's going on yeah. with this? Well, but. you're changing it up. I like that. We're yeah, fresh and keep, exciting and fun for the listeners today. I like it. Keep I it like, interesting. Yep. You you always do, Craig. So what are we talking about today? So today really is the seven deadly sins of retirement. For those of you people that don't know what the seven deadly sins are outright, it's pride, envy, gluttony, lust, wrath, greed, and sloth. But we're going to uh, go in a different direction and talk about them in regards to retirement. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have at least heard the term seven deadly sins. Maybe you didn't know exactly what they all were, but they popped up in religion, music, movies. But I'll bet you've never thought of them in terms of retirement. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. And that's exactly what Bruce Frazier and Reader's Digest did in their smartly titled article, if you can get this, Tony. The seven deadly sins of retirement planning. <laughs> Perfect. How ironic. Yeah. But so, to, yeah, today uh, we're going to talk through each one to see if you've fallen and, you know, into any of those temptations. And, sure. and don't forget, before we get this rolling, Tony, everybody can uh, download any of our episodes, uh, past, present, future, uh, on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, and go to our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com or themainmoneyshow.com. Or as always, Tony, you can call us 855-625-3736. Boy, it sounds like I've been doing this too much because that sounds too much like a radio guy right there. Yeah, you do sound like a radio guy. You're, you are a radio guy. Yeah, you, host, Jeez. you host your own weekly financial radio show, Greg, so you kind of are. I mean, No, but you right? know what I mean, like the voice, the good morning, hello, right? everybody, that kind of, you know, like what you have. That's the radio guy right? that I think of, the radio DJ, you know? You said today we're talking about the seven deadly sins, but if before we get into that, I have to point out there that in the intro, you rattled off the seven deadly sins pretty fast. You know those pretty well, it seems. I did. I don't I know did. if that's it's a bad of, sign, but you, you have those memorized. You got those down. Well, it's one of those things as, a, you know, being brought up Catholic, you kind of have to know those so oh, you yeah. know what you can, can and can't do. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Uh, well, this show sounds like a sinfully good idea to me. Um, Ooh. Uh, see what I did there? I do. That's nice. See, that's what I mean. That's radio guy thing. Yeah, right that's a radio guy thing. So where do we start? How about envy? You want to start with envy? 
Sure. I envy All you right. every time we do the show. You're awesome. <laughs> All That's the not good. You're already doing one of the deadly sins. All of the wisdom uh, that you have that I don't. Uh, I, I, oh, of course, every day, every time we do a new show together, I learn more. So, I have. But don't envy me. I do envy you. Yeah, you shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. It, it's a deadly sin. <laughs> it is anyway. Deadly. Anyway, it's uh, I guess it's easy to understand envy when you look at like a neighbor that buys a new car or. Or takes a vacation and Facebook is a huge culprit of that. It's we're always seeing the good stuff in people, what they're doing, what they're buying, how many vacations are going on. It makes us feel like, oh, crap, I'm not doing anything. And you envy what they're doing. But envy can also factor in when talking about assets. And there's a story of millions of dollars made by some cryptocurrency speculator or that guy who invested in Apple before the before the iPhone or um, anybody who made big bucks in something that maybe you didn't. Um, something they have that you don't and envying someone else's big score, so to speak in the market that can potentially drive dangerous retirement decisions, make you take more risks. And like I always say, Tony, it's like, you don't want to compare yourself to a neighbor, either your house, um, your cars, your, uh, retirement funds. You know, he might be telling you you're doing, he's doing one thing and then saying, you know, what are you doing? And you're doing totally the opposite. And you're wondering why, you know, you're not doing what he is because he's doing so well. Well, maybe that wasn't in your plan. Maybe that wasn't your risk tolerance. So you got to be very, very careful of that. And it, it can really creep up on you and create that envy. Well, yeah, you want to watch out for that. That's interesting. And it can be tempting to be jealous of what your neighbors have or their success and have that impulse to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. And I think it's gotten even worse with Facebook because people yeah. see their friends and family and neighbors you know, when they buy new things or they go on vacation, they see all the photos and it's like, wow, how do they afford to do that? And then you think, well, I should be able to do that. And then they spend money they don't have. Right. Absolutely. Facebook is a huge culprit, making it even worse today. Envy is just going through the roof because of that. You see everybody and you only post good things on Facebook, right? Unless you're looking for maybe some prayers or help or assistance or whatever um, with certain things that are going on in your life. But maybe that's just not what people are looking for when they're looking at Facebook. They're looking for the good stories, the positive things. And um, it does really exacerbate that. So um, <clears throat> I got to say another thing too, is that when you're thinking about your neighbor, oftentimes the people that have the most money aren't the people that are showing it so much. And I always think of the book and I'm not sure if any of our listeners have heard of it, but it's called the millionaire next door. Oh yeah. And I've heard of that. Yeah. It's a great book, a great read. And it really, it really helps you understand how the people that, oftentimes have the most money or the people that don't look like they have the mo- most money. So it's, it can be a struggle and and the whole jealousy thing can be a struggle for a lot of people, but it's, it's always good to remind yourself that you are making assumptions based on limited information. You don't know exactly everything that's going on with that person. And, you know, is this an isolated case? Mm, you likely don't know their full financial picture for anybody. So it's unlikely you can make a judgment on their purchases, losses, or successes. And and when you're in when you're in grade school, it's likely that you were in a class where most of the students took the same test. So it was natural to compare your results. You know, you kind of walk around the room or ask your buddy later on or whatever. But it, it's good to remind yourself that as adults, we're dealing with our own unique tests. So it's it's much more of an apple to oranges comparison rather than one standardized test that you're taking. Life is has so many facets to it. It's very multi-pronged 
And there is no one direction that anybody goes in that is consistent with any other person. Right. Well put. So what's the next of the seven deadly sins of retirement planning then? Yep. So another one of the uh, deadly sins is wrath. And understandably, retirement doesn't seem a natural fit with our perceptions of wrath. However, one place that wrath can come into play is when leaving a job. So resigning in anger has been lionized in music. Uh, Movies and popular culture have also taken a look at that from Jerry Maguire asking, who's coming with me? To the colorful lyrics of Johnny Paycheck, leaving a job without planning can obviously have a negative consequence uh, on your retirement strategy. And savings can be drained over time. If a job search lingers, you start tapping into um, your savings retirement accounts, you start getting penalized. It's just, um, it's a snowball effect from there. And insurance can be cost prohibitive without employer contribution. So you might be paying on top of that. You might find that you're stuck with long-term financial consequences that are more impactful than the momentary emotional lift of quitting in wrath. So you might not want to immediately say, take this job and shove it. You want to say, let me figure out how I'm going to get this done and move to my next job before I tell them to take the job and shove it. So be, pre- <laughs> be prepared. Right. Right. And you mentioned Jerry Maguire. That's such a great film. I can still see that scene. I can picture it with <laughs> yeah. him holding that fish up in the air, yelling, who's coming with me? Yeah. And amazingly, <laughs> Craig, we just did a Jerry Maguire movie reference on a financial show without using the phrase, show me the money. That might be a record. It might be, but um, show me the money, Tony, I'm sorry to say, is actually a great transition <laughs> okay. into a there next of the seven seven sins. And even if we didn't go into it, you did just say we got it. You know, we didn't use show <laughs> me the money, it. which. Sure. Yeah, you kind of did. But yeah. anyway, so. <laughs> but uh, greed. So greed's the next one. And often. Investors can get greedy and go after the biggest returns and and chasing the market and greed can lead to that um, the the get rich quick mentality and that can drive investors to defer from their long term plans to chase the quick buck an Investopedia article entitled Financial Markets When Fear and Greed Take Over former Federal Reserve Chairman and we all know him I think Alan Greenspan was quoted calling this mentality irrational exuberance and I remember hearing that but. Uh, or, or basically you can think of it as market frenzy, but it's important to keep an eye on the long-term horizon and avoid getting greedy from the short-term win. And I like to think of uh, Warren Buffett and you know, you know, Warren Buffett, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. The Oracle of <laughs> Omaha, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, the like man with people, the plan. Exactly. And some people like to call us here in, in Maine investment executives, uh, the Warren Buffett of Maine. But anyway, he, uh, I've heard that he invests. Yeah. See, I told you he invests for the long term, and he's really conservative. And, and he talk about the perfect example of the millionaire next door, or rather the billionaire next door, but he's driving a seven or eight year old car. He gets $3 breakfast at McDonald's every morning. He's lived in the same house for his entire life. I think it's just unbelievable how conservative he is and how much he stays on track and how he doesn't, he doesn't fall into that irrational exuberance. I mean, when people are selling and panicking, he's going in and buying stuff on the cheap. So um, he's a good guy to follow the lead of. So, Craig, maybe we should change show me the money to show me the horizon. What do you think? Maybe. Let me try it out. Show me the horizon. No, that doesn't work, Tony. No. <laughs> 
But show I, me the long-term he... horizon. No, it does. <laughs> it does not have the same ring as show me the money. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But that's good. That's good that we tried to get it in there. But uh, I, it, it probably would be more accurate though. But it just doesn't sound good. It wouldn't work in a movie. So the focus has to remain on the long, long-term goals for each individual independently. And another deadly sin of retirement is is quite like greed. It's gluttony. And just like greed, gluttony wants as much as it can get, right? And we often think of gluttony as referring to eating. And most people, that's what kind of what they gravitate to. But in fact, dictionary.com defines gluttony as excessive eating and drinking. So when it comes to your retirement, to me, this can connect to not choosing the right mix of assets for your risk tolerance. If you eat more than you could stomach, you'll more than likely feel some pain. If you choose the wrong assets, they're likely to be uncomfortable as well. Therefore, I encourage all my clients to take the color of money risk analysis that we've talked about many times, Sony, and do what we call the color of money report regularly to make sure they're um, they're keeping their assets in line with their risk tolerance. And this can avoid some of the financial stomach aches, if you will, which could come from market gluttony. Yeah. Well, so far you've covered four of the seven deadly sins now of retirement planning, correct? That is right, Tony. And um, so we've covered uh, envy, uh, wrath, greed, and gluttony. And in the next segment, we will uh, follow up on the rest of the seven deadly sins from the Reader's Digest article aptly titled, The Seven Deadly Sins of Retirement Planning. And in the last segment, I have another uh, resource that looks at the seven deadly sins in a slightly different way when it comes to retirement. So uh, stay tuned. The ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting, but not if you're near or in retirement. Predictable returns may not be exciting, but your needs tend to change later in life. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable financial plan, call the investment executives. We focus on crafting effective financial strategies. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.com. And welcome back to The Main Money Show. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is none other than Craig Dixon. And Craig, great show today. You've been talking about the seven deadly sins of retirement planning. Uh, And now we're on the final three uh, of the seven deadly sins. So what's next? I'll own gluttony, too, with you. I I can't tell you how much I like eating, but... Let's not get sidetracked. Yeah. Is, is it we lunchtime? Could, we could do a whole show on gluttony. <laughs> it's always lunchtime yeah. on my watch. <laughs> yeah. Pizza? Sure. Yeah. Didn't you just eat? Well, yeah. Yeah, but I'll have another slice. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Free pizza at yeah. that. Yeah. No, the uh, the next one's sloth. And, and when I say sloth, you no doubt think of uh, the mammal from Central and South America or even the movie Ice Age, right? Sloths may be adorable, but laziness is hardly cute for, well most people, but (laughs) sloth is a deadly sin that represents laziness and laziness can impact retirement because it might prevent a strategy from even coming into existence. And remember what Benjamin Franklin said. Do you remember what Benjamin Franklin said, Tony? Well, he said a lot of things. Uh, Which one are we talking about now? Uh, There's let's say about financial planning. Uh, Well, think more along the lines of financial planning. Uh, People don't uh, plan to fail. They fail to plan. How about that one? Yes, exactly. But to quote it exactly, it's if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. But you're along, you're right ah, on the right. There we go. Right line there. That was exactly right. So 
another thing to think about when considering this deadly sin is that every action that the animal sloth makes is designed to conserve energy. In fact, according to 10 Facts About Sloth, nature's slowest animal from worldanimalprotection.us. See where I'm going there, Tony? I was doing it really slowly yeah, like I, a sloth. I got it. Yeah. Sorry, Very it was from Ice Age. like yes. Um, it takes 30 days for a sloth to digest one leaf. That's certainly a long-term strategy. That's long-term investing. But uh, So when you're thinking about uh, the sin of sloth, you can not only think about not being lazy, you should also think about patience. Ah, patience is a virtue for which I can hardly wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> I love that You know that who one. said that? <laughs> patience is a virtue for which I can hardly wait. My mom. Oh, really? I'm sure she you got know? it from somewhere else, but uh, she always says that. Well, yeah, and, you know, you know what my mom said though. What's that? She said, "I have a can opener that can open any can that any can opener that can open any can can open." Ah, I have heard that. Yeah. But it's been a while, and you do it well. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, who knew we could learn so much from one sin and so many yeah. and so many sayings? Yeah, so many sayings. People are going to be overwhelmed with sayings, but there's certainly a lot to be learned from. Uh, all of those seven deadly sins. And you may want to stay on top of your assets through regular financial reviews with your financial pro. In addition, um, at Investment Executives, we provide the generational vault. So for those of you people that are looking for someplace safe to put all your important documents, you get 24-7 online access to your financial data. And you can learn more about that actually on our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. Or if you're so inclined, give us a buzz at 855-625-3736 and we'll set you up with a one-on-one complimentary consultation and we'll get you set up with your own generational vault. Wow. Well, that sounds like a deal. Um, Now we're down to the last couple uh, of the seven deadly sins, right? Lust and pride? That is right. And uh, I guess... um, for the most scandalous of the seven deadly sins, lust, right? Um, don't allow your goals and desires to become unrealistic. Set manageable goals and strategies. You may lust after your own private island, but a sensible uh, bodega with without the moat full of alligators might be more realistic, right, Tony? I mean, that's something you could see, right? Oh, yeah. Setting, totally. uh, set, setting unrealistic goals uh, may lead to too much risk and too much risk could lead to too much loss that you perhaps can't afford. But let's say you want to, um, you want to triple your retirement savings in one year. It's quite likely that you're setting basically an unrealistic expectation for your savings account. This is where experts can help, um, you in the process. They can come in and kind of work with you working with a financial services pro, um, like me or anybody here at my company and investment executives can help you set realistic goals and setting realistic goals ties in with our last deadly sin from the Reader's Digest article, and that's pride, Tony. Pride comes before a fall is what they always say. Uh, But Mm. connect the dots here for me. How does meeting with a financial professional like yourself tie in with pride? Well, um, I guess pride can often be the hardest one to overcome when it comes to retirement income planning. And it's hard to ask for help in any area, but it may be especially hard when it comes to financial concerns. Um, you know, if you if you uh, if you heard any of these sins today and feel like you might need the help of a financial services professional, go ahead and reach out today. You know, contact one and um, give us an opportunity 
to sit down with you. Don't compound those sins by letting your pride stop you from getting help to work toward your goals for retirement. We've all been wrong in life. Um, at least I think so. My dad seems to think not. He used to say, uh, rule number one, I'm always right. Rule number two, if I'm wrong, see rule number one. So I assume, assume that many was always right. Yet another saying for, for the show. Yeah. For most of us, it's, it's, there are errors in life and there are paths that we take that later on we find out we're the wrong way, but don't be too proud to ask somebody for help, especially somebody that does this on a daily basis. And all, all the people here in our office, we deal with this every day. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just what happens, what we deal with. We deal with people that go in the wrong direction, people that are doing not so well, people that are doing middle of the road, and then people that are doing great. And we work with all different walks of life. We work with blue collar, white collar, um, whatever it is, and we're more than happy to help you. Yeah, and I know in the final segment, you wanted to turn your attention to another resource from marketwatch.com. There was an article entitled, Baby Boomers Commit the Seven Deadly Sins of Retirement Planning. Uh, another article mentioning the seven deadly sins and how it relates to retirement planning. It scares me that people relate retirement planning to deadly <laughs> sins. Uh, uh, I don't know why they keep doing this, but uh, we're going to go through these to help people be prepared. And um, where did you find, where did the article find these new interpretations of the seven deadly sins? So the article used a recent report from the Insured Retirement Institute, and they surveyed uh, 804 baby boomers. And in the case, they defined baby boomers as individuals between age 56 and 72 at the time of the survey. So um, the survey found basically that 11% of respondents had at least half a million dollars in retirement savings. So unfortunately, it also found that nearly 50% of baby boomers in the survey uh, had no no retirement savings at all. Oh. And I, and uh, that, it's kind of like that's insane. hard to deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not a good thing to learn. I don't even like knowing that statistic. No, scary. Definitely not a good thing to learn. And it's uh, it's really concerning and disconcerting because these are the people that I work with. And I do see a number of people that come in here and they're in their baby boomer generation um, that are not as prepared as they should be, have little to no savings and are bound and determined to survive on Social Security. Um but anyway, it, it kind of leads right into the first of the seven deadly sins boomers committed, not saving enough or anything. And the survey determined that 23% of baby boomers have never had any retirement savings. That's nearly one in four, Tony, if you could believe that. Oh, it doesn't sound like that. Yikes. And, and even those <clears throat> who had done some saving, a substantial 17% had already spent their entire retirement savings due to desperation or other financial factors. So that's what I'm talking about when people are taking money out of their 401k premature, um, they're getting taxed, they're getting penalized, they're trying to keep up with their neighbors. All that stuff plays into it. All those deadly sins play into what's going on here in the, in the underlying issue. So it, it, it is a real big deal and a big factor for people in their retirement. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people who have already exhausted their savings, right? Yeah, yeah. And and, and a good part of that might be um, the next deadly sin, not calculating a retirement savings goal. And it's harder to save when you don't have a strategy to do so. Therefore, it's important to work with a financial services pro to calculate what you need in retirement. But perhaps it's even more important to work with the right financial services pro um, of those in the survey who did have a financial services professional, 25% of them 
haven't set, have not set a target for retirement savings. And how can you hit a target if you're not even aiming for it? So in my opinion, that 25% might want to consider a new partner. And I was told one time, a long time ago, um, you can never get a second opinion from the person who gave you the first one. Wow. Really? Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one too. Where you're, yeah. you're a lot of these little uh, colloquialisms. Is that how you say it? Or uh, little bits uh, of wisdom today? Oh, colloquialism. Colloquialisms. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. I've heard it both ways. So yeah. um, we've talked a lot about saving enough, uh, already spending what you've saved. That's a problem. And then not mm. setting a retirement goal. What's next? Uh, next is health costs in retirement, not understanding those. And the article references that a healthy couple, um, that's right, a couple that is good health in their 60s may need to budget up to half a million dollars for health care costs in retirement. And you can imagine costs will only go up from there. Um, and then any existing health problems or risk factors are going to factor into that where the uh, the half a million could get compounded exponentially and, and you never know where you're going to end up spending because a lot of health issues are becoming more and more expensive, obviously, but um, people are living longer and longer, which allows more things to, to uh, go wrong with you and more things that you have to fix. But the survey found that most baby boomers expected their costs to come in much lower than what they really did come in at. Another factor that baby boomers... I think they're ignoring is long-term care costs. So 46% of baby boomers surveyed expected Medicare to cover long-term care expenses. And unfortunately, long-term care is not something that is generally covered by Medicare. Um, Nearly half of these baby boomers could be in, obviously, for a rough surprise when they go to find out that Medicare is not covering everything they had thought it would or hoped it would. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, are overlooking long-term health care costs, right? Yeah, it seems like it. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure why, but I know there are some people that come into my office that they thoroughly understand it because they've gone through it with their parents or grandparents. So they, they see it. They see a uh, a close look at it. But another thing that may be overlooked is when to retire, and that's that can be one of the big issues with people. Is the sixth deadly sin from the article is mishandling your retirement date, and when you were. T- when you retire, that can obviously impact your retirement almost as much as how you retire. And here at Investment Executives, we offer the Social Security Maximization Report that you and I have talked about a bunch of times, Tony. And to help you determine when to retire according to your Social Security benefit, um, what we do is we, we also work through um, with you, obviously, to establish a retirement strategy that works for your personal um, financial situation. So we try to pull all the pieces together from the puzzle and get you on a lifetime income that you won't run out of. All right, Craig, we're right up against the clock for the end of the show, but I know you have one more deadly sin to talk about. Yeah. The last deadly sin from the uh, market watch article is not setting your affairs in order or, um, as I like to think of it, uh, creating your legacy plan. And, and I think people hear that term, Tony, they hear legacy plan and they think of rich people. I know I do. Coming from a small town, you think legacy plan. What the heck is that? It's like that's for the rich and famous, but it really isn't. It's really leaving something and some plan to the people behind that you care most about. Um, And almost 66% of baby boomers in the survey have no plans in place for their care or wishes if they encounter dementia. Um, They haven't created a detailed plan for their end of life care or wishes. 
There's no power of attorney for um, health matters or financial matters. And, and we believe this may be the most crucial era of all. No matter your retirement savings, there is one thing that all baby boomers will have in common, and that is no one lasts forever, Tony. Everybody dies. Um, work with your financial services professional to set up a legacy plan to help ease the burden of your loved ones, to conserve your assets that you've worked so hard for. Why Why leave all those assets to um, be absorbed by either the state or nursing home? Um, you know, Why not make your own family more wealthy rather than the kids of the owners of the nursing homes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you, you've worked all those years to save that money. And if you didn't get the opportunity to spend it in retirement, you better have a plan in place to give it to your kids or grandkids so they can enjoy it. Why, why give it back to somebody else? I, yeah. I never understood that. Yeah. But. Me either. That's yeah. a, that's a good point. Now we're out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add Craig before we have to go today? Yes. I want to implore people to not fall into the seven deadly sins of retirement planning. Um, if you come and sit down with us at Investment Executives, either call us 855-625-3736 or visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. We'll sit down with you. Uh, we'll, we'll establish a plan that's right for you, get you set up with a lifetime income that you can't outlive in conjunction with your Social Security or any pensions, and make sure that you have it for the duration. Make sure your plans are in place. Make sure you take care of the money now through your life and conserve as much as you can for your legacy plan for your uh, for your heirs. Well, that sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Main Money Show with our host, Craig Dixon. Thank you for listening to The Main Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Craig Dixon at The Investment Executives. Call 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit their website at theinvestmentexecutives.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.